episode of the James Inc. Podcast. I am your co-host, Jesse Ulrich, and as as always, joined by my other co-host, who can say her name. Herself. This is Elisa Bell, and I am so happy to be here with you today. I am also happy to be here, and hopefully our guest is also happy to be here. Our first returning guest of the James Inc. Podcast, Leah Blevins. Yes. Did I pronounce that right? You did. Excellent. Okay. And I am happy to be here. Yes. Our listeners will remember her as the one who's wearing the sloth pajamas when we last spoke in episode one of the James Inc. podcast, which hopefully this episode sounds a lot better than that one, but I won't get back into that again. We are here again, talk to Leah, about how James Inc. has affected her life and now the work she is doing as sort of a volunteer for James Inc. So I believe there was a question we wanted to start with. Yes, um, this is my new format. Every one of our listeners or every one of our participants is going to get the same first question. I really like this. So, Miss Leah, can you tell us what your earliest memory of a school success is? So I had to think a lot on that one because I don't really feel like I have a super early memory. My Most successful moment, the one that I always think back on, is when I graduated with a six-month-old on my hip. And I think that's the earliest positive memory that I have from public schooling because it just wasn't a super positive thing. But I think the most successful thing that came out of that was knowing that I could do it and show my kiddo that I could do it. That's interesting. Um, my My personal and only memory of a success was in fourth grade. And so as I thought about my memory, I thought, is there a correlation between memories of success, feelings of success, and teen pregnancy? And so that's kind of where that question came from. And I find it interesting. Why do you think that you have no memories of a success in school? Um, I feel like, so I grew up in Broken Arrow and we moved around a lot. So for me, there wasn't really many connections that I could make with teachers, students. It was just moving around all the time. So it wasn't really, I don't know, just growing up, I didn't really have, I guess, the teamwork that most kids have. Because my first time going to public school, I was, you know, within of religion and I got picked on because I had to wear skirts and you know I couldn't keep up with the boys playing tag I couldn't keep up with the girls and it was just a whole different it was like a culture shock for me so I just kept to myself you know and I feel like the only people that really understood were my family because they were going through the same thing as well so and then just moving around bullying you know that was just a thing so I think When I dropped out of high school and then I got pregnant, I always have to specify that I dropped out first and then got pregnant because everyone's like, oh, you got pregnant and then dropped out. No. So I didn't want to be in school. I hated it. It was just not my thing. But when I found out I was pregnant, I was like, okay, I need to do better for myself and show my kiddo that there is more to life than just hating something and not finishing So that is my first success, just voluntarily going, I guess, making the decision to go no matter if I hate it or if I enjoy it. So that to me is my first personal 
step to success that I made. Um, since you brought up the pregnancy, I have to thank you for clearing up a um, generalization or a misinterpretation that I have had. So I, I really want to make sure that I thank you for your help in helping me to develop um, a successful model for working with all adolescent parents. But because of my own experience as a teen parent and because of the environment that I traveled in, I felt strongly that all teenagers knew that if you had sex, you would get pregnant. And I felt that way because of all of the media around sex, you know, TV shows, everything lends to sex. And so I thought that everyone knew and to say I didn't know was an easy excuse. But then I met Leah and we really, really started talking. And so I began to understand that there are some religions and some school environments that don't have the same type of girl talk that you may find in the public school. So I thank you for that perspective. And, and I have to say, you are my one <laughs> representative, of my one physical representative of a young lady who actually did not know if they had sex, they would get pregnant. Yes. So for me, growing up within the church, it just it wasn't talked about. You know, there it there was no sex education. There was no sexual health. It was just, it wasn't a thing. So for me, I don't know. You just, thinking back, there's just like a huge gap, I feel like, within my development, with my mind. Because you just, you're in the church, you grow up, you get married, you have kids. Like there, it was, you get married, you have kids, you know, that's what the women's role was within that church. So whenever I got older and, you know, maybe it was the naive part of me, maybe it was just because I grew up the way that I did, but I took it as rebelling against God. And I thought that because I was enjoying it and because I wasn't married, that I couldn't conceive a kid because you have to just, you know, in the Bible and in the church, you get married, then you have kids. So I was like, I'm not married. I'm not, you know, doing this to have a kid. This is fun. And then I had a kid. So it's just the way that I grew up. You know, I really thought because I was having fun and because I was rebelling against God that there, there was no way that I was going to have a kid because you have to be married. Wow. If, if only it worked that way. <laughs> that, right? would, only. that would be <laughs> great. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then now, how old were you when you actually got pregnant? So I was 18. Okay. I was 18. I think I just, I had just turned 18. Um, that was the first time I had ever been in a relationship. And that was the first step that I had taken toward, you know, learning about sexual education, saying that in the least awkward way that I can. Mm -hmm. Um, and just to call myself out, it took two times for me to get pregnant because, you know, again, growing up there, there wasn't talk.
talk of protection. That That's not a thing because it was our job as women to have kids. Like, it's not, you don't, you don't use protection. There's no birth control, you know, and to, of course, abortion. I don't know if I can talk about that, but that's like, you, you don't do that, you know. And then it's just a really, you just don't talk about those things. So I didn't feel like I had anyone to talk to. And I did grow up in public school. Mm -hmm. But whenever they were having those those classes that we all adore and we all remember, I was always the exception. Because of religious reasons, I got to be excluded. So they always signed the paper. I mean, they weren't that informative to be, to begin with. So I think you're, right. I, th- I don't think it would have helped. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I just, I feel like if I would have had something, maybe just like the tiniest thing outside of the church, that maybe I wouldn't have gotten pregnant. So, but if that's just a what if, you know, exactly. there's always what ifs. Exactly. But, exactly. So you're 18, you mm-hmm. return back to school. What grade are you classified as when you return? So I went back as a senior. Okay. So I believe I finished my first semester being a senior, and then I had dropped out because I was living on my own. I left my house and my family as soon as I could. We All of my siblings did. Um, it's just what, what we did, you know. Um, we had to just experience life. So I was... I, the first semester, I did stay in school. It was very hard. I was trying to keep up with school and working full-time because I had to pay rent. I had to pay all these bills. And it was very hard because I moved out when I was 17, but I did stay in school. And as soon as I turned 18, I was like, no, I can legally drop out without my parents. Like, I don't have to have their consent so I just, I did that for a while and I ultimately made the decision to just drop out. I did try first before I dropped out to do virtual school, but again, it was me having to decide, am I going to work on my education so I can get a piece of paper or am I going to work to have a place to live? So I dropped out of virtual school. Um... And, you know, my boyfriend, I'm with him now, um, he was in school. He never dropped out, but we were we were in a relationship, and he was trying to keep up with me. I was trying to keep up with him, being like, go to school, you do this. And then after that, you know, I did get pregnant, and I did not – I didn't go to school. So, actually, I met an educational doula through you guys – when I was not in school, I was pregnant and I don't know. Can I say her name? Sure. Rachel. Uh-huh. Rachel sure. is my dream person. She's amazing. She's still mm-hmm. with me. She still talks to me. Let me jump in. Rachel Obadiah is um, a licensed professional counselor. And so when, when um, she came to us, she was still under supervision, but she just has a passion for this population. Um, she understands 
what it means to work with them. She's hard, but she's fair. And she's just a fantastic person. So we still continue to have a relationship with her. And Rachel is one of the LPCs who we make referrals to now for therapeutic services. So I just wanted to um, drop a plug in and, you know, shout out to Rachel. Shout out to Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I love her so much. She's been, she's been with me for like five years now and I've, when she moves, I move with her and she always gives me that option. And I feel like I have such a bond with her because I did not want to go to school. I hated, hated school. So Rachel as an, as a educational doula got you back into school. She did because I didn't know about Margaret Hudson. Shout out to James Inc. Educational doulas. Yeah, I really do believe that I would not have gone back to school unless I had my, I don't know, my just pathway to James Inc., which I didn't, at that time, I don't think I really understood what James Inc. was. I just knew this awesome woman came into my life. I really don't know how I met her. <laughs> I don't know how Rachel found me, but she did. Um And she, you know, she was working with me on my emotional traumas as well as my goals because I was like, what do you mean goals? Like, I'm pregnant. I'm a dropout. I, what's the point of even having goals? So she whipped me into shape. Love her. Um, She was like, Leah, come on. Like, what do you want to do? What do you want your daughter to see you do? And I was like, whoa. That's intense because <laughs> no one had asked me that before, you know, like being an individual is not something that has ever occurred to me that I could be. So she's amazing. But she got she got me in contact with Margaret Hudson program, which I went to the Broken Arrow location. And I was lucky enough to be one of the last students to graduate from there before they had to close down that location. But I was like, I don't think I want to go to a school just with pregnant women (laughs) because I was like, no, it's going to be like high school, but even more intense with the drama. But there was never anything like that. It was just a bunch of us moms struggling with kids on our hips you know, the the morning sickness, we would just go do our thing and then come back and then chew on some ice cubes while we're learning in an environment where they're like, hey, bro, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, man. And then <laughs> it was just so supportive. So I stuck with it. And, you know, they were very accepting of me. And I had to go to the hospital a lot because I had hyperemesis gravidarum. And they would just work with me and it just it that was the first time I felt like I had a community and then so I kept with Rachel you know I graduated and then so I graduated in 2016 and then Rachel kept seeing me you know like trying to figure out my goals I was working and she was super awesome she'd meet me at Starbucks which is my place you know (laughs) she would come to me and that was really important for me to just get out of the house for an hour by myself to just like reconnect with myself. Although, you know, it was goals and it was therapy, but it was a chance for me to figure out who I was. So 
super, super thankful for that because it, it was just amazing. And then she finally talked me into going to spa, which, you know, spa is the summer parenting academy that James Inc. throws, I don't know, every summer. <laughs> the summer parent academy is our 16-day um, experience. It's, for lack of a better word, it's a summer camp for expecting and parenting teens. But during this 16 days, we focus on personal and professional development. We bring in speakers to um, engage these young people in business development. We introduce them to entrepreneurial opportunities, all of those things that um, they really miss out on by not being engaged in a program, in a in a structured focus program but more so more importantly than that we feed them <laughs> you know that year I think we had food that we sent home and we fed families um, that whole entire summer and as as a community we forget about these really young parents who aren't engaged or connected and they're at home hungry all day long. And so for us, providing the Summer Parent Academy is an opportunity to feed them both good food, but also to feed them mentally, spiritually, and physically. And then we have provided, we have an opportunity where they bring their kids with them. So there's not an excuse not to participate. And then we also partner with Modus to provide transportation for that experience. So it's really, really um one of the cornerstones to everything that we do. And every person that comes through James Inc. will ultimately or is ultimately expected to go through the Summer Parent Academy. When I went, I had no idea what to expect. But Rachel, every time she met me, girl, she had a pamphlet, she had a <laughs> flyer. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I guess I'll go. You know, it was the first year you guys had done it. So there wasn't really much to base that off of. So for me, I was like, eh, you know, I'm pretty depressed. Might as well get out and go hang out with some people. And I can take my cute little kiddo and show her off. So let's go. Let's do it. So I showed up the first day not knowing what to expect. And I was just like blown away. I was blown away with what was done. Because that year we did coding, we did photojournalism. And I think the thing that truly developed who I am is the fact that we were asked to write our story. I was like, what, what do you mean by our story? You know? So now I feel like I'm an advocate for people's stories. I want everyone to know that they have a story because people feel like they don't and they do. So we wrote, I believe our topic or our writing prompt was Either tell us about the first time you told somebody you were pregnant or what um, what that experience was giving birth to the child. So I kind of did both, and I'm, I wouldn't call myself a poet, but... <laughs> <laughs> she is a poet now. <laughs> so I was like... You know, what kind of, what are you expecting? And we were working with another nonprofit at the time. So they brought some people in and kind of just coached us on how to write because I hadn't really, you know, I went to school, but that, that writing is boring. It's all structured and formulated and analytical. So I just, I don't know, there was something that woke up inside of me 
when it came to the writing parts. And I wrote my story. And what do I always tell you? So, Elisa is very into every time you go anywhere, you better have a pen and you better have a paper and you take notes because nothing happens unless you write it down. You got it. Yes. (laughs) And I always, I'm always watching and I'm like, they didn't bring a notepad. (laughs) Nothing's going to happen. I'm kidding. So that was three years ago. And the Leah that I met three years ago is not the Leah that you see before you now because she is a poet. She's a photographer. She has her own photography business based on her experiences in spa. Um, But her confidence level has just grown leaps and bounds. And in your last three years experience with James, uh, this year you have become our young parent advisory board president. Tell me what that feels like. It's really exciting because I, getting opportunities like this, it just doesn't happen to me. Like, and it doesn't happen to teen parents. It's just not, being a teen parent or being a young parent, it's just, you feel like you have a leg behind everybody else. So for me to be, the president of YPAB, that's what I call it, a young parent advisory board. Um, it's just it's so exciting. Like, it makes me feel like I do have a purpose. And it started with me teaching photography back to James Inc. clients because it was just like a whole circle of life type of thing. You know, I learned my photography from James Inc., And now I'm at a point where I've educated myself, I've taken classes on it, I have my own business. So now giving back and teaching that to other people, that's really important to me. And it's exciting for me. So I feel like that all just kind of led into me now being the president of YPAB. So I get to not only lead, but I get to have another community to help us give back to our community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, The development of those leadership skills. I'm so excited about uh, the Young Parent Advisory Board and what you guys are doing. Can you tell me a little bit about um, the goals of YPAB and what, what your goals are this year as a, as a group our goal is to ha- to touch 280 people and get them involved within our classes, within our programs, and within our community. Because James Inc. is not just a nonprofit. It's a community. So being involved in that, it's just, it's not boring. And I'm going to tell you that. <laughs> like, being with like-minded people who want to succeed and who want to achieve something greater than what they currently are, it's just mind-blowing. And being able to applaud someone, like your your fellow teammate or your fellow friend, being able to applaud them along with their journey, and, you know, if they're having, like, a negative experience, you can be like, hey, man, I know what that's like. Let's figure it out together. Like, that's what's important. And that's, I feel like that's what our goal is with YPAB is to just bring in more people who are like-minded, who know that there's more out there than just being a statistic, than just being a teen parent. You're not just a teen parent. 
So we're trying to do a lot of fundraisers, a lot of really cool groups, and we're trying to become more like I feel parent oriented. You know, like what is our age group, which is 13 to 24, what are we interested in? And I feel like there's nothing better than a group of, we have six, right? Yes. A group of six mothers, all within this age group, trying to figure out how best we can help other people. So I think, you know, we have a really cool creative expo that we have in the works. And what we're trying to do is just take a skill that someone could potentially have and give them a chance to showcase that because there's not a lot of opportunities. So it's just our goal to take things that we feel could benefit or not even benefit, but just spark something within an individual and they know, hey, I do have a say in my life and I do have my own story going back to the stories Mm -hmm. Because it's really important. And being a teen mom, it's all about your kids. Everyone's like, oh, well, you can't go to college. What are you going to do with your kid? Or you can't work. You have to be, you have to stay at home with your kid. But it's more than that. How are we supposed to show our kids what we're capable of if we aren't given the chance? So I feel like that's what James Inc. is about, giving mothers and fathers a chance to develop who they are. I'm glad you brought up fathers because fathers are important and our goal is to increase the number of fathers that we have. And I have to also shout out uh, Leah's partner, boyfriend, Vincent, because Vincent is our lone male at this time. But Vincent has been actively working on achieving his high school diploma for about the last seven or eight months. And we expect that he will finish this year. So we're super, super happy about his involvement. What are the other ongoing James Inc. programs? So we mentioned SPA, the Summer Parents Academy. Um, my, f- I feel like all of them are super exciting. We have Lunch and Learns, and we try to do those on Fridays once a month. Sometimes if, you know, we have a couple awesome topics, we'll do two a month. Um We have the virtual book club, and we really try to stay where it's an easy read, but it's an impactful read because, you know, reading is not everyone's cup of tea, but all of them are very impactful. So definitely the virtual book club, and then we have... In in the virtual book club, we've also decided to start including just articles, short articles. So there's a combination of short articles um, and then short magazine articles and then also uh, short books that are impactful. So you have the Lunch and Learns, you have the Virtual Book Club, we have the Love Notes Relationship Series, which is a 13-week series, and then we have the Leadership Summit, which is going to be 13 weeks as well, and those classes will run on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And if our enrollment is good, then we'll start to offer an an afternoon class, probably one day a week from maybe 6 to 7.30 so we can still utilize MODIS. Um, what am I missing? Um, well, the best way to see what we have going on is by 
searching James Inc. on Facebook. It has a really cool logo. It's green. It's cute. Um, you can register for our classes or lunch and learns through that. And then um, we have the website, which is www.jamesinc.org. Yes. And then you can always email info at jamesinc.org for more information. My favorite thing is Facebook because it notifies you a couple days in advance. So that's exciting. <laughs> Going back to the, you can email us at info at jamesinc.org with any questions. Um, you can also reach us at 918-402-3547. So please don't hesitate to reach out to us. If you are a young grandparent, um, navigating be, being a grandparent and also parenting a young parent, reach out to us because we'd love to get your input. Anyone is um, welcome at the Lunch and Learns. We try to cap it at 15, but they are generally the first Friday of every month. This month, however, we're going to do two or three of them back to back. We have a very, very exciting Lunch and Learn coming up on Friday the 31st. Mm -hmm. And we have a young lady, Nikita Jackson from um, Keylock. I believe that's the name of her company. She's coming in to talk about personal style. And we're going to do a little field trip to one of the high-end uh, resale shops and teach these young ladies how to shop for a more professional look that's inclusive of their own personal style. So I'm excited about that. They've also uh, indicated an interest in learning about um, other options for their children for school as opposed to the traditional public school model. So we're going to talk a little bit about those things. And then we'll also talk about taxes since we're in the middle of tax season. Mm -hmm. So. Yes, I'm very excited about all those things. And if you do want to get involved, I would be so happy to see you. It's all about making connections in a learning environment and in a community environment. So definitely follow the Facebook page, the website, email, all of the if, fun stuff. If they want, if someone wanted to get in touch with you directly, how would they do that? How would how would you be comfortable having people reach out to you? Okay, you can always email info at James Inc. and just say, hey, I'm trying to get in contact with Leah, and I can always respond to those. So definitely. Excellent. All right. Absolutely. If you uh, want to talk to Leah specifically, uh, just email us at that info at jamesinc.org with the subject line Leah, and we'll make sure that she gets that that uh, email, that email communication, our Young Parent Advisory Board members also will reach out to any new or potential members who are interested in, in becoming a part of what we're doing. Um, as Leah said, our goal this year is to touch 280 new um, young parents between the ages of 13 and 24 and to bring them into uh, our community. Our goal also is to continue to provide up um, to provide great programming for these young people. And if you have the desire to donate, helping out with lunches for the Lunch and Learn is always a great option. You can uh, make financial donations to James Inc. 
Our address is 5200 South Yale Avenue, Suite 103, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74135. And Leah mentioned that she is a fan of other the other Rant 9 production podcast, uh, Pod for Good. Um, we will now give you the opportunity to pick out a thing in my nerd cave here. I know. I've been looking around. I've got, we've got lots of things in here. Years of collecting. This is what happens when you don't have kids. Uh, is you just collect things constantly. Homer Simpson. The Homer Simpson Chia Pet? Yeah, what's, the, what's that about? We just we bought it for our Boston apartment a long time ago. I think someone bought it for me as a joke, and then we actually won, eventually had an apartment that had like a little balcony, and I, we, I made it. He had green hair. It was delightful. Grew, but what happened to his hair? It eventually dies. So Wow, so you didn't water it enough? Probably. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, no, I, I kill plants, too. Yeah. Not on purpose, because they're cute, but... We also didn't have a lot of sunlight on the, in that balcony, so every time we tried to grow something <laughs> back there, it, it, did, it did not take. But, well, excellent. We'll get, to, we'll get a picture of you with the Homer Chia Pet. Ooh. So. so, Leah, I happen to know that you've been stalking the podcast for good website. Tell us about your favorite um Podcast, even I think you were saying that you saw the one with Q, and Q is your new best friend and teacher. So, what do you think yes. about? So, I am taking a poetry workshop that's taught by Koresh Ali Lasana. We call him Q because he's cool enough to allow us to call him Q, and what a cool name! Um, I really didn't know that he had been on the podcast, but I was stalking. The page because I was like, oh, I'm going to do a podcast. I need to know what's going to happen. And I was like, no way. That's cute right there. So I listened to it and I just I listened to a lot of them, actually. That was just the one that was at the tip of the iceberg. And then I, I dove deep, <laughs> deep and hard into all. Excellent. Of the we're, we're always happy to hear that. Yes. And podcasts are just they're so cool right now. And if you want educational if you just want to know what's going on within the community, definitely check out Podcast for Good. Podcast name Pod for Good. Pod number four. <laughs> <laughs> Available where all podcasts can be found, just like this podcast. So <laughs> let's hear it for podcast one more time. <laughs> thank you for joining us today, Leo. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. for listening to another episode of the James Inc. podcast. I hope you all enjoyed our conversation with Leah Blevins, our second conversation with her, really. Again, please don't forget to subscribe to the James Inc. podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And don't forget to follow James Inc. on Facebook. We hope you look forward to our next episode a month from now.